Uh, and speaking of food poisoning, what's up, fandom? Wow. My name is Josh. I'm Connor. <laughs> and, uh, today we've got a couple very special guests. We have Mr. Nick Wolfhart. Hello. And Mr. Justino Collier. What's up, gang? Uh, and today we're going to be talking about the new A24 film, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Guys, thanks for coming on. It's been a bit. Thanks for having me. I think the last time, at least Jesse, Nick, and I were together. It was the Dungeons and Dragons. It was, yeah. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about sorry about that. We haven't all got together since then, but you know we've all been doing you know, anything, I guess. Oh, we're adults, dude. We all got yeah. lives. <laughs> but it's but it's nothing. It's great to be back. So yeah. I mean, I mean, technically, I guess I was back last week, but this is the first time all three of us have been together. Yeah, this is, yeah, I mean, this is my first time meeting y'all, and I've been on this for a year, a little over now. So it's been a bit, been uh, as the song would say, it's been a while. It sure has. Uh, yeah. We've got another song that we'll reference in this movie, which I thought when I heard the line in the in the movie, I was like, I'm I'm I already dig this. I already dig <laughs> this movie. We're not even like halfway through, and I'm already happy with the way this is going. Mm. Um, so uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, new A twenty four film. First impressions. We're gonna go spoiler heavy. It's mm-hmm. it'll be two weeks by the time this comes out. So spoiler heavy for the film. What did you guys think? I had I had to uh, remind myself that it was everything, everywhere, all at once, and not everything, everywhere, all of the time, as a reference to Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh, <laughs> everything everywhere all of the time yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um but first impressions i i kind of went in i've never been disappointed by it or i haven't been disappointed by a24 so far um i i have heard that you know some of their movies are better than others but i have not yet seen a bad a24 movie and this very much has kept that up. <laughs> I uh, I saw the trailer maybe maybe three or four months before the film dropped. I had no idea it even existed before then. And the instant I saw the trailer, I was like, I need to see this mm-hmm. as soon as I can. When does it come out? So, you know, I had heard that it was in limited release and I, I braved the theaters. I avoided all the all the Morbius stands who were out in force, of course, out to out on their quest for the red. And uh, went to the one theater in Vancouver that was playing it at the time. <laughs> it's Scotiabank, right? That's it was Scot- Scotiabank that's Theater. That's that the one. It, and that's so weird that it's at Scotiabank because usually Scotiabank only plays like the AAA. Right? Like you would it's- think... Of it's playing at Marine. It's playing at Marine Drive too. Good, because oh, that's where I'm gonna is. go yeah, see they, it again. <laughs> they're they're spreading the they're spreading the theaters around, but but yeah. But uh, yeah, I I just I walked out of it, and I mean, perhaps this is just as an Asian male watching a a distinctly Asian story, but I mean, I felt changed, guys. Like mm-hmm. I walked out of it just like, wow, this is. I have not stopped thinking about the film since I saw it. Uh, I have not stopped thinking about the core messages and concepts of the film. I it's it's in my top five movies of all time. Mm. 
Yeah, I immediately, as soon as I like got home from watching it, I didn't, I like went and watched it by myself. Like I didn't have any friends come with me. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and my roommates asked how, how it was. And I was immediately just like, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, uh, I, I found out about it from, uh, from my group chat, uh, who are, uh, mostly in Toronto, but also, um, my brother, who uh, hosted, uh, who actually hosted a Q and A with, with uh, I think Michelle Yao and, and a few others involved. So that's how I found out. So me and my girlfriend went to go see it, and I knew it was going to be really good, but I didn't think it was going to be like, like revolutionary. Like I walked out of it and I was like, I have not been this immersed in a movie. Like I've seen absolutely incredible films, but in terms of pure immersion, I have not been this immersed in a film since like Mad Max Fury Road. That was 2013. That's a yeah. That's a good. That's a yeah. solid. That's comparison. fair. Yeah. Yeah. I and I I was absolutely thoroughly enjoying like like the first like half of it, but once once the uh the the second act rolled around, it's there's a turning point. I think it's the moment where she just starts. Uh, Michelle Yao's character, Evelyn, I think, mm-hmm. she starts using, being becoming connected to all of her different personalities and all the different dimensions, and she's having trouble controlling it. And mm-hmm. I think from that point on, I was like, how do you even make movies this good? Like, how is it even <laughs> possible to to keep the pacing this good while talking about like stuff like this? Like, I honestly think it's, I I would honestly compare it like to. Uh, like almost like the modern two thousand one A Space Odyssey mixed with mm-hmm. like mixed with like the Matrix, but like it is it is it is such its own thing with its with its own message and its mm-hmm. its own style and it's it's just absolutely incredible. Well, it has think... a sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say it has a very. I would say like the themes of it are becoming very very common like like there seems to be this fascinating wave of movies being made about parents apologizing to their kids yeah turning red as well <laughs> yeah. Um, my, yeah. yeah yeah you got turning red you got Encanto um you have uh Mitchell's versus the machines a little yep. bit yeah um the but generational James trauma Hall- movies yeah <laughs> yeah it's a very powerful like narrative mm-hmm um, like I, I teared up like at least a few times over the course of this movie. Oh, I ended the film like eyes full of tears. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, man, I haven't been hit that hard by a movie in forever. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I can't even, I can't even remember. I truly can't. It's, um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was, I was just going to say it's. You know, I I I absolutely agree with you. My, my, I've only seen it once just because I've I've been so busy. But my brother's seen it like three times. Yeah, I mean he's he's busy too. But but like yeah, and it is just it's just it's just amazing. Like all the different ideas, all the different universes. That boulder scene was genius. Oh, mm. I I never think this when I leave films. But one of my first thoughts upon leaving it was I want to take my mom to this. Mm. Yeah, because like. It just, you know, my mom's older. She's she's in her seventies, and I think I think she would really love it. Mm. You know, and I never think that about. I've never thought that once about a film that I've seen 
uh yeah from a24 or otherwise in the yeah. past like forever i'm not taking my mom to the white house <laughs> yeah like, oh god well and like i don't want to be like okay mom we're gonna go see avengers hooray mm. this is gonna be fun i'll get to explain to you this this d- a completely inscrutable pantheon of yeah. super gods my, my parents <laughs> have been trying to uh get in get into it as well they just watched um WandaVision and and my girlfriend also we were we were also talking about that we were talking about you should you should show uh your mom this and she was like yeah I should and yeah it was you know it's it's very much a uh like like Jesse was saying a generational there's a there's a theme of generational trauma films that have been coming out within the last year Mm -hmm. I'm glad they are because it is man it's it's so cool to see you know Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see that sort of uh just theme being discussed in such a way where like we all realize we're all fucked up it's cool <laughs> yeah. we can talk about these things yeah. can we yeah. actually scratch that can we please talk about these things because yeah. <laughs> it seems to be bothering at least a few people yeah. yeah everyone seems bugged by it let's just talk about it it's cool yeah uh the one the one shot that i think like sold me on the movie while I was watching it mm. was the part where uh, Jobu Tupaki slash Joy um, is like hacking into the current version of Joy and she's do- she does the like switch the channel thing and yep. the and they like edit it to change settings. That's great. That was great. It was oh, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, that. I'm, there's nothing in this movie that can make me like not like it at all. You know what? It kind of that that kind of sparked a thought in me that the biggest criticism I've heard of Quentin Tarantino over. I mean, I've heard a lot of criticisms of Quentin mm. Tarantino, but one of the biggest ones is that he doesn't have any original ideas because mm. everything he does in every movie is just an homage to another film. And I feel like with everything, everywhere, all at once, Daniels have done such a wonderful job at doing what Tarantino has always wanted to do. Yeah. With like touching, touching into like Wong Kar Wai films or touching into uh, fucking Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, even saw, I, yeah. I even saw some like, yeah, in, like I said, like some of the Matrix and some like Inception in there too, which also yeah. Inception was based off of Paprika, which is a Satoshi Kon film. Yeah. So every, everyone, everyone rips off everyone. Everyone rips off everyone. But yeah. Daniels did it in such a brilliant, beautiful way. It's true. That yeah. It actually plays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It no, doesn't absolutely. feel, it doesn't feel like reference for the sake of being referential. No, not at all. Um, yeah, uh, I I'm I'm right there. Like I, I seeing this a little bit late. Everyone was like, ev- all the reviews and everything. Everybody online was like hyping this movie up. Mm-hmm. And going in and seeing it a little bit later, um, it was kind of like, okay, I, I it's probably not as good as everyone was saying. But <laughs> yeah, going in, I'm sitting there, I'm watching it, I'm like, dang, this this is really like once. It's- once uh we have wayman come on and we have alpha wayman come on and everything's kind of going and you're like oh, okay so here's here's where the story's going and you just have it throughout and like you're right like for the visual effects on this there's 500 visual effects shots in this film by five guys there's five people that worked on this yeah film, which is insane yeah um and, and 
knowing that and then going into this movie and seeing all of that you're just like good lord and so it was it's just so good um yeah and the the cast is phenomenal oh every single person in this movie knocks it out of the park yeah. i was gonna mention uh uh ki i uh ki hui kwan I yeah ki kwan ki kwan sorry yeah he i i like as i was watching it i was like this guy sounds and looks familiar and mm -hmm. i was like oh my god it's yeah it's yeah, it's short round it's short round yeah and he quit acting for t for 20 years and he's yeah. back and it's like he did not skip a beat in fact he's even better well you know yeah. it's funny because i was i've been reading interviews with him because i find his story just so incredible that you know it's not that he quit acting it's that he it, he tried <laughs> oh yeah the, oh no i've heard that i actually yeah. yeah i heard that there just wasn't enough roles for uh asian that's actors. the thing people didn't look at him seriously you know he yeah. even back then mm -hmm. he was uh uh jonathan kwan i think was yeah, the name he used that's yeah. right yeah and you know he he said i was just reading an interview with him this morning that he he never felt connected to the name but he was using it because you know that's what audiences were used to at the time mm -hmm. And I read uh, a piece from the same piece that he went into this set just so full of doubt because, mm. you know, he's been doing everything forever. He, he was a stunt coordinator for a while. Mm -hmm. um, he, the, the, the fact that he and Michelle Yeoh and <laughs> I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis did, but he and Michelle Yeoh did the bulk <laughs> of their own stunts astounds me. I but, had no idea. That yeah, I, right? I mean, if he was a stunt coordinator, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, no, I mean, he's he's older now, so that's also like really impressive. He's an older dude. And he was saying that on set, he was going in to film his, one of his first scenes that they shot, which was um, him and Evelyn in the cubicles being tracked by, uh, by uh, Deirdre. And he was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like these people have been doing this forever. And they did the shot. And Jamie Lee Curtis comes over to him and says, Kate, you were brilliant. Mm -hmm. and gave him a big long hug and it was in that moment where he was like i got this yeah i mean he's like you know uh 20 years or not he's been in the business since the early 80s that's the thing yeah. he's been around forever he's got it like he's got the sauce you know what i mean like he just needed I... he just needed <laughs> the a sauce of bounds yeah yeah, no, yeah. I have yeah. read theories and God, I, I hope to God that this happens. I, I saw a gentleman on Twitter who put together a pitch for short round, the movie mm. where short round takes over for Indiana Jones, because, you know, I mean, Harrison Ford doesn't want to do it anymore. No. <laughs> and I don't know if Shia LaBeouf's a, a tradable property right now, but, uh, the the concept of Kehe Kwan coming back into the Indiana Jones franchise and just taking it over sounds like I mean that that's karmic justice I think for oh, one I mean I I I like that's like the goal right there but even him just being involved at all that's yeah like, him that's just doing anything it's, it's, dude it's a no it's a no brainer like he yeah. can clearly do his job extremely well. So like bring him back. Yeah, Please, well, and like God. Stephanie Shu, who played uh Joy. Yeah, she was fantastic as One well. One of yeah. her first bookings. Yeah, that's like that's an immediately iconic role for her. Yeah. I, I also found out that um uh a little unrelated, but uh Encanto as well was like most of the cast on Encanto, they've only had like two or three credits. Yeah. And it was mm. all recorded remotely. Oh, was it? I didn't really? know. Really? All recorded remotely. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. 
And uh, what's her name? Stephanie Beatriz was saying that she sang uh, one of the songs she sang. She sang while she was in labor. <laughs> oh, I did hear about that. I, I did I, hear about that. I Do you was, know I, which one? I don't recall which one. But Shoot. I'm sure I, Google would answer that. That, that reminds <laughs> me of uh, I, and I completely forgot about this. Um, uh, there, there was this woman who worked who worked for NASA, right? And she was pregnant and she, she helped design the system that I think helped Apollo 11 get home. Wow. And she was in labor at the time and she was still like printing out stuff. And guess who she gave birth to? Jack Black. Ah, of course. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Her, his mom helped ah. design the system that helped Apollo 11 come home. And like, I think, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, the, or I think so. The which one was Apollo 11? That was not the one with on with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, right? That was the one afterwards. No, 11 was Neil Armstrong. Okay, what was the one after that? Uh, <laughs> you know the Tom Hanks movie? 12? Oh, 13. 13. 13. Yeah, Apollo the 13. Bad one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Whoops. Yeah, uh -oh. sorry. I'm in Apollo. <laughs> Why? What, what happened? What's wrong? What happened? Oh, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. I'm, oh, just, yeah, I'm yeah. just cracking on Apollo oh, 13. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, Um. but yeah, back to the back to the cast. Jamie Lee Curtis is like unrecognizable. I had no idea yeah. it was her. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. She's I mean of everybody that of everybody that is like recognizable in the film, or not recognizable, but of of a certain like uh stock as an actor in in Hollywood, like Michelle Yeoh or like um uh Jamie Lee Curtis. Like it, it's it, it it is a transformative film. It is a yeah. truly transformative film. And I mean, in terms of performance, I mean, in terms of the way I think we view cinema, like, hmm. I agree. I, I don't mean to take a shit all over all the, all the stuff everybody likes, but I'm, you, I'm here. You invited me. I'm gonna like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's been doing multiverse shit lately. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Good fucking luck doing a better multiverse film. True. Than, than everything everywhere all at once i will be honest like when i first saw the trailer for this movie i was like what 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 it why why is why is another multiverse movie coming yep. out do we do we need this and i went and watched it and i was like this is the only multiverse yeah, movie we need. need it's fine <laughs> this and fucking uh uh spider-man with miles morales name i'm forgetting uh, oh spider-verse Spider there we go all you need <laughs> yeah there's other like weird quantum movies that i think do a similar thing like uh the movie coherence mm. does a similar thing with like parallel selves and like exploring choices that you do that you do or don't make in life and how that affects how you turn out mm -hmm. um but this one did it in just like such a unique and like thrilling and like absurd way like it really they did such a good job of like harnessing the absurdity of like multiverse yeah yeah like the hot dog fingers the hot dog fingers and was the, and genius the, and my friend uh billy started putting just googly eyes around his house just, <laughs> good. For, like, just for fun and just like just, just taking videos <laughs> yeah yeah. I have not forgotten, like, I, I don't think I'll ever forget the message of nothing matters, but, like, smiley mm. face instead of sad face. No, yeah. Yeah. Like, nothing matters. Do yeah. whatever. Do like, whatever. Who cares? It's, it's fine. You it's got like, one chance. Just do it. 
It's like wholesome parental nihilism. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And and the end too, where it's like she, uh, where Evelyn's like, you know, I'm gonna do what Wayman does, and we're not gonna like, we're not really gonna fight. We're going to basically love, and mm. I thought that was good too, because you know it's multiverse stuff, and even everything now that we have, it's just like. Yeah, where people are gonna get the shit beat out of them, and this is totally the movie. Yeah, it's a I bunch also... of billionaires shooting each other. That's every <laughs> film that we have. Yeah, <laughs> the that scene where Waymond is like basically defending how he approaches life uh, was the, one of the big ones that like brought me to tears. Yeah. Just this like yeah. solid like few minutes dedicated to him just being like this is why i am kind and it comes off as like passive and weak but i consider it my greatest strength like such a i'm so glad that they gave it that much time and i i want to actually uh uh revert my statement from before spider-verse is actually the most immersed i've i've been that's like, fair, it was, fair. It was, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but, and then before that was probably was probably Mad Max. But but yeah, no, uh, I and I, I really also like like the ending is is great because it's kind of up to interpretation about like, well, is she still I mean, she obviously is, but is she going to be able to handle it? I guess it's kind of like like was that a, was that a setup for like a, a potential thing down the line? Or was that just kind of like a like a, a like a space odyssey thing where it's just like. Uh, oh, this is what's happening, and then you figure it out. Well, then until they made more books, but it's you know you know what I mean. Like it's. I think really it's. Like yeah, I liked the fact that, and this is something that I have seen in a lot of sort of modern dramas, mm -hmm. is you start the movie, the movie establishes this protagonist definitely cannot handle their current circumstances yeah because of this and this and this reason they have this all this to deal with and they have they don't have the character strength to handle any of it That's... and then yeah oh sorry go ahead yeah and then they go through the movie and by the end of the movie it is not a sense of they can definitely handle it but they can at least they at least have a chance now um reminds me a little bit of the ending of marriage story where it's not this thing of like clear things are clearly going to be nice and perfect from here on out but they've if, got a chance but, yeah you're left with the thing of like maybe things can be work maybe things can work out it's going to be messy either way but things could work out i i like that i like that analogy a lot because it sh it just shows how far you have to go for family sometimes <laughs> just mm. to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's that that's very like clever in of itself. Um, yeah, and yeah. they let it be messy because there's the there's the part near the end where like where Evelyn like runs out like chases down Joy and says all of the like mean mom things where she's like you are getting fat and you and this and this and this thing and then she's like i wouldn't have my life any other way i wouldn't want my life without you in it mm -hmm. and it's this like thing of like she shouldn't have said some of those things they're still like not good things for a mom to say to her daughter but she's 
trying, but the point is that she's trying her best yeah. to be honest and express her love. Yeah, yeah people are people are a mess. You know? Yeah, and I would I would speak to that moment as well, Connor, in through like an Asian lens, right? Hmm. Because that is one hundred percent super relatable you know yeah. i have i have titas who come up to me and they're like oh you are getting so big and i'm like oh boy please oh no. my yeah, my girlfriend don't. is uh is japanese and yeah she's, so exactly she's, she's told me yeah. the same thing yeah it's my girlfriend so, is is indian and she that's a it's a big sure. thing for her and that's exactly it right like they they are they're they're not nice things to say but they're yeah. also you know how our parents generation were shown love yeah you know they were like oh you need to you need to work harder you need to do better than i did you need to get better grades you need to lose weight you need to whatever mm -hmm. and those are undeniably bad things you know you shouldn't be imposing that sort of thing on your on your kids but it's also the only way some of our parents know how to do that mm -hmm. and i think it's really cool in the end i, I love that moment you brought up connor that Evelyn does say all of this and then contextualizes it. Yeah. yeah. Because so often when you hear that kind of stuff from your from your relatives, you don't get that context. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean that's she does try to do that earlier in the story too, like er, in in the movie where she does tell Joy the first time that she's fat and everything. So like she is you yeah. see where she's kind of coming from but she's not verbalizing it correctly. Yeah. There are these does it at the end of the movie. You're like, Oh, okay. This, <laughs> this isn't perfect, but it is much better. Yeah. My mom also does uh, sometimes does the same thing. Not to, you know, not to make it about myself. But oh, she's please. like, where, where she's like, Oh, you're, you know, you're getting like chubby or you're, oh, you're getting fat. And I'm like, mom, I'm <laughs> trying, please. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, my job requires me to be inside all day. So, you know, but, um, no, it's you know my girlfriend was was born and, and raised in in Japan, um and and she's mixed race but but she was she was saying that a lot of the stuff that was discussed in both Turning Red and Everything Everywhere All at Once was just so unbelievably relatable and I'm su I'm mm. assuming Jesse as well for, for oh yeah you. well those two because like most recent those are the two films I watched most recently back to back mm. yeah, not same, really actually. not really back to back but like <laughs> a week after right yeah yeah. So I had turning red kind of fresh in my mind as I was going into everything everywhere all at once. And my partner as well, she, you know, we, we watched movies together. So she had seen that and then she saw this. And we just, as we were leaving the theater, we we're just like, man, what is with these films about Asian families dealing with generational trauma and abuse and starting to come to the realization that maybe it's not so great and that we're all proud to self-determine? <laughs> But, you know, I think the thing that really sticks with me about Everything Everywhere All at Once, especially in the modern cinema landscape, right, is that it is, and Connor, you touched on this, it, it, it has this message of revolutionary kindness to it. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. there could well have been, the, the entire film could have been resolved by Evelyn going fucking goblin mode and killing everybody <laughs> and, yeah you know bending bending yeah. jobu tabaki to her will and for a second i thought it was gonna do that yeah me too yeah. I was like, you know, she has the like i am your mother yes exactly I thought, it was, I, th I thought for a second it, it might have been like an akira thing where it's just like okay everyone's going to die but like yeah. oh spoilers for akira 
Oh, yeah. uh, spoiler alert for a 40 year old. Nothing film. is yeah. nothing <laughs> is safe on this podcast. Yeah, no. The movie came out in 1988. I don't think you gotta spoil too much. Yeah. Oh, not even 40. Shit. I'm older than Akira. Fuck. Wow. Anyway. Um I I I love that message because all we see, right, in in anything, again, not to rag on the popular shit, but on mana. Like, it's always, you know, oh, there's a bad guy. Let's go kill him. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a big purple man's going to snap his finger. Yeah. Let's go kill that guy. Um, oh, his only solution is stuff? Kill everyone. Uh, <laughs> fucking, you know, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the most recent Marvel one I watched. No, I watched Loki, but even still. Uh, anyway. Yeah. The whole, the whole climax bends on these refugees who are are just trying to find land and oh but by the way they're the bad guys so we got to kill them yeah and i think that wayman's simple message of like just be kind please be kind can you do that please yeah was i i haven't heard anything like that in the movies for ever yeah and it's not like the the movie doesn't come across as naive at all no like i think the whole i i found like one of the reasons that i loved um joy's character is Mm -hmm. because she is the most empathetic villain i have ever i've seen in maybe ever if not in a long time Mm -hmm. yeah joy's great yeah like the i don't know how y'all interpreted the bagel um but like this thing of like just the void I've seen it created yeah create out of boredness boredom to me me it was basically just like I've seen it all I'm jaded Uh, who cares yeah like that's basically like that's I think that's basically what it was yeah this idea especially like nowadays of like it's so easy for our generation that's being inundated with all of the worst things that are happening in the world to just give up and just kind of fall into the void um and so she was just like, I got bored. I made, I took a bagel. I put everything on it. And it's, and that's the thing that would, that is going to kill her. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that from her framing, like framing the movie, the movie around her, the movie becomes uh, Evelyn basically trying to save her daughter from despair. Yeah. Yeah. I you know Connor I I didn't really read her as a villain. I think I didn't I didn't either to be honest. I didn't well I think in in like typical I think story it, structure 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes This is what I'm sense. saying. Yeah. Like a, a, more of an antagonist than a villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that But totally. she had she did have like sort of like a superhero hero villain energy to her when she first appears sure. as Jobu well, Tabaki. Pa- I mean her powers are like Yeah literally yeah. out of this world so, and ha- yeah, she yeah. has this like really fun like teenager swagger to herself <laughs> yep that was so much fun to watch mm-hmm. like just like walking around in the like golfing outfit and just absolutely doing whatever yeah. to Body those guards those dudes with the dildos it was yeah. Like, yeah it was, it, it was almost <laughs> like it was almost like the mask if the mask was like and like, uh, at, at literally, you know, everything, everywhere, mm. all at once. 
Yeah, if like, the mask was a 21st century teenage girl. Yeah. That just got of. to be whatever she wanted to be. <clears throat> yeah, at, at any point, at any time, can do anything across any dimension. Yeah, and, but it's also fueled by generational trauma. Yeah, but yes. unlike unlike <laughs> the ma- unlike the mask, Joy is is very much rooted in humanity. Like yeah. she's very she is very much a character that has been traumatized, you know, by by her by her past and and her family life and um you know, just overall acceptance in general, especially yeah. regarding to being um uh lesbian and mm. uh, yeah, and and just she i think she's just sick of it all she's seen on on top and that's not even going into the whole seeing the whole everything bagel that's just like you know and i i think a bit for me i think a big reason why evelyn didn't do end up doing what joy did is because i mean the movie uh, maybe she did but the movie didn't really show it is that i don't think evelyn got it like as as bad as hmm. as joy did like uh, i mean her father of of course that was that was that was awful yeah um, but joy had just a lot of to me anyway uh, a lot of extra baggage i don't know what what do you two think um i mean i i would be inclined to agree i think that i think that what made what made evelyn do what she did was the realization that nothing matters Mm. including like you know all of this all of this you know the the bullshit about you know fucking taxes or the business or anything like i think the ultimate message of the film is we choose what matters yeah yeah and that's the most important thing. Yeah, and we, are we, we are who we choose to be. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think Evelyn, Evelyn realizes that, and that becomes the thing because you know, uh, uh, Joy is still even as Joe Butabaki, Joy is still constrained by mm-hmm. expectation. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even her fault. Like, not at all. Not at yeah. all. Because, you know, being a being a young queer woman in an Asian family is fucking terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, I can't speak from experience. I'm not a woman, but, you know, it's it's not easy to, uh, you know, as someone who is bi, it's not easy to to approach that with my family. Yeah. And I've known, you know, I've had I've had students of mine who are to our filipino who've dyed their hair and gotten kicked out of the house Mm. you know it's really 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 hard to approach that kind of thing so of course you're saddled with the baggage and of course like you know you hear your your mom call your girlfriend your friend Mm. to her grandfather without even consulting like the assumption is that gong gong is going to be uh, is not going to understand because he's old which is fair but you don't even give him a chance yeah Yeah. i also really liked the the fact that like when when he does like find out about the girlfriend he's not he's just kind of like fascinated okay she's like cool yeah interesting can i just say too because we're on the topic of gong gong james hong 
Oh, Holy God. Shit. Yeah. I, okay, so he's, not only is he an amazing actor, he's an amazing voice actor, too. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's so good. You know, all the Kung Fu Panda movies, his yeah. small role in, in Blade Runner, the original. Avatar. Yeah. Avatar. Oh, was he in Last Airbender? He is in Last Airbender. Who did he play? He is, uh, oh, God, who is he? He says he voiced several characters in Avatar. Yeah, he's a bunch um, of so. he's he's always around. He was in Turning Red as well. He was in Turning Red. Yeah. As as a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's usually that's usually his his uh his shtick is either dad or grandpa. But I thought it was so interesting because like, I mean, I best know James Hong from uh Big Trouble in Little China because that was that's my first right. exposure to him. He's the villain in that. He's Lopan. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's David Lopan. And it's so funny because back then he was a he was a young man playing a really old dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But okay. I, he sorry. Uh, he play he voiced Mayor Tong mm -hmm. in the Avatar Day episode, mm -hmm. as well as Monk Tashi in the Storm episode. There we go. Oh yeah, the Storm. Yeah. I, I, that's that's like the big history lesson episode of if I remember. Yeah. All stuck in a cave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I it's I love when movies do that. Where uh, th that's a great example, Jesse. I, I another one uh, that I love is uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. Oh yeah, like, he puts all that makeup on in the original, and then he plays his son in the sequel, like and 50, he's just 60 an old years guy. later, yeah. and he looks exactly the same, except he is actually just old now. <laughs> his yeah. accent hasn't gotten any better, but bless no, him, he's having the he's having the best. He's time. having the time of his life. <laughs> but yeah, like with with James Hong. I again I've been I've been inundating myself with information about this film. So he uh someone mentioned to him that like it's so interesting that David Lopan in Big Trouble in Little China, one of his most iconic roles, was a wheelchair bound old man. Hmm. And now he's back as Gong Gong in a wheelchair for the bulk of the film. Hmm. And he said something to the tune of like, Oh yeah, well, you know, I think there's a little bit of Lopan in every role that I play. <laughs> And for a second there, like, cause th there was a moment in the film where I thought, oh, oh, Gong Gong's the villain. Oh, he's the bad guy. And I'm glad he wasn't. I'm so glad there was just no yeah. villain. And then but... that, part, that part where he just gets out of his wheelchair, you're just like, yeah. oh shit. Oh, <laughs> uh oh, like, oh, uh -oh. oh no. <laughs> yeah. But the, just to see kind of piggybacking off of that moment, that moment when the entire family is together trying to pull joy back from from the bagel yeah i was just like oh my heart i am yeah i am slain this is it's it. a it really is a masterpiece it is an it is a modern masterpiece yeah no absolutely um and on that so we're gonna do uh what we do towards the end of every episode we do our past stream rent or buy so are you gonna pass on this film stream rent or buy it i'm gonna buy it uh, uh, I'd buy it just to just to see like the, the the movie as well as the special features. Like I'd know I'd love to see the knit and grit behind like what went into. Yeah, this totally buy easy buy. Yeah. It is also a buy from me, and like I feel like people are going to be listening to this and have who have also like been seeing and reading all of the hype from like social media about this movie and mm. similar to myself. Whenever like my natural reaction to to a movie getting like hyped this much is gonna be like i don't know if i want to see this like, <laughs> i'm gonna yep. be disappointed like i get it you you should see the yeah. 
I'm not, yeah. or I shouldn't. I I don't like saying you should see this movie. You don't, if you don't see this movie, sure, whatever. I'll say it. You should see but the movie. Yeah, please. <laughs> If it seems like the kind of movie you would in, you would enjoy, you are going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and I would say even if even if not, even Just if this a is shot. a film, give yeah. it a shot. What's the yeah. worst yeah. that's going to happen? What else are you going to spend the money on? Fucking Morbius. <laughs> you can also go watch Morbius if Don't you want. Don't go I'm watch not, Morbius. I'm not... Go watch. <laughs> you can see both. You could see both. You could see both. Yeah, yeah. shouldn't, but you could. No, you could. I don't yeah. know. I'm not your mom. <laughs> um all right uh guys thank you all for coming on uh mm. um sorry i think i'm having mic issues so i was very silent that that's okay we can we can hear <laughs> yeah. you we were yeah, going off loud and clear buddy um well uh jesse nick thanks so much for coming on do you guys want to uh promo anything um all your shout outs and, and and your plugs and all, all your funds yeah i guess uh who want jesse do you want to go first yeah sure uh Watch the Dragon Prince on Netflix, Dodoy. Um, check out uh, the new DLC for Lost Judgment, the Kaito Files. I've got a I've got a guy in there that you can beat the shit out of. In case you don't like my opinions on the movie, um, and I got other stuff coming. Check me out at J at J Nocalia at J I N O C A L L A on all the platforms. I'm even on Twitch, but don't follow me there. I don't stream. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to find uh, one thing regarding uh, regarding uh, my thing. Oh yeah, okay, now I remember now. Um, you can follow me at uh, uh, Nick Double Underscore Wolfhard on Twitter. You can follow me at uh, Nick Wolfhard on Instagram. Uh, I was recently in a game called Identity V. I did the uh, the trailers. I played Joker the Weeping Clown. Uh, and uh, also uh, check out Last Kids on Earth on uh, Netflix, specifically the interactive special. We just got. Uh, nominated for a uh, banff world media Ooh, festival award. congratulations nice thank you Congrats. yeah uh you can find me on twitter at connor teeson you can also find me on twitter uh instagram tiktok at talanky guy 96 <laughs> and then i'm also on youtube and twitch as tall lanky guy and i do stream fairly regularly in fact i'm going to be doing that in about an hour from now but uh, you guys missed the stream because this is pre-recorded. So yeah, but there will be another one. Yeah, yeah. an hour from when you're listening to this. Yeah. So pull over your car, mark your calendars, get off the plane, right go to Twitch. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Can you find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcast? All of our episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, Popping, Google Play, Spotify audible check out our video content on youtube uh and on our website animationstationpodcast.com thanks to one out of ten for the intro and outro for this episode check them out on spotify and you still have until the end of april to win one of these gorgeous the art and making of x-men the animated series Whoa. Whoa. I how do i enter i still have to watch the 90s show i can't wait for that to come back oh, yeah like uh, you still gotta watch it go watch it i need to watch it no i know <laughs> it's, and it's so an good all, it's like an all canadian cast too and i've heard that they're actually they're bringing back like uh almost all of the original voice actors like 99 percent of them are back for the new one yeah yeah the one yeah like only the ones that are are dead are yeah exactly <laughs> They oh, weren't no, able to get them what, for some reason. Meant, I see. Yeah. <laughs> the woman, they were busy. The woman who plays Rogue is like a city a city councilor or something. She has a long career in politics now, and she's back. Amazing, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, and that you know, reminds me of um, 
Yeah, the Digimon, the uh, the actor who plays Ty in, in Digimon, he left for like 15, 16 years. And they asked him, hey, we're doing new Digimon movies. You want to come back and play Ty? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, why not? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Friend of the podcast, Joshua Seth. Go check out our episodes with him. That's, yeah, uh, speaking that's of- right, Joshua Seth. Sorry. He's also Tetsuo and Akira in the English dub. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, speaking of uh, X-Men 97, which is going to be the new Disney Plus version of the original X-Men, uh, they brought back showrunner and creator Eric Luwald. So if you hear this, this is signed by Eric and Julia Luwald. So you get the person who developed uh, X-Men, the animated series. Wow. For Fox. Wow. So how do I win this? What, are we, what am I doing? Uh, go to our Instagram page, okay. and our Twitter. You can you'll see the little uh, giveaway post. All you have to do: follow us, follow X Men TAS, which is X Men the Animated Series, which is Eric and Julia's uh, Insta and Insta uh, Twitter and all that stuff. Follow us there, and then for a bonus entry, say just who's your favorite X Men. That's it. Really, it. All right. Easy. easy. Goes to the April thirtieth. Win this. Uh, well, I'll even ship it to Canada. Yes, good. There you go. So if you win, you can win one of these. Um, and yeah, we we need to be we're going to be doing some uh, streaming with Connor soon. At some point. At one of these days, <laughs> it'll happen. Um, but guys, again, thank you so much for uh, coming on and chatting with us uh, about this movie about these this family trying to do their taxes. Um, <laughs> that's really, what it is. That's I can't argue. That's, uh, that's what the movie is. I uh, really appreciate it. So for uh, What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Connor. I'm Nick Wolfhard. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, everybody. <laughs> It's been it's been a big week of catch up for me because I had food poisoning over the weekend and it's oh, still dude, that's the no. worst. Dude, it was the worst I've had it in years. Like it was fucking awful for the first twenty four to forty eight hours. <laughs> I the worst I ever had it was during a, actually a voiceover session. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! I was, yeah, I was I was working with. Oh, I don't I don't remember the voice director's name. It was so long ago, but but yeah, no, I was trying for like four hours. I was it was Walla, so I was uh. trying for like four hours to just not throw up. And mm. then I eventually I eventually during like the last half hour I eventually did and then but it was really nice. I you know, he brought me water and everything. So oh. yeah, I remember hearing this story from Dave who used to work over at GGRP that uh they were recording this little girl who was the voice of Madeline like a little oh. French girl, Madeline. Oh, yeah. And she was very sick. So she was going through this, like, scene where she's like, oh, Papa, it's so nice to... <laughs> oh, no. And she barfed all over the st- <laughs> all over the studio. Did they keep the take? They, I'm sure they have the take somewhere in the files. <laughs> I keep Amazing. asking to hear it, but I don't think I have that level of privilege there yet. That's like, I... Um... No, a few years ago now, uh, I I started a YouTube video with me just eating a sandwich because I had like just come out of like a weird like creative crisis and was now in a phase of like, I'm just going to do whatever the frick I want on yeah. my own channel. So I'm like, hey, guys, we're playing this game. I'm eating a sandwich. Welcome to the new content. <laughs> uh, 
little did I know that 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 the meat in that sandwich yeah. was going to destroy me the day after. Oh no. Um yeah, and like my girlfriend who I'd only been date- dating for like maybe 3 months, 3 or 4 months was just like had to come over and like help me out and like at a certain point in the day we had plans to like hang out with a bunch of friends at a Mm -hmm. park and i was feeling just well enough that my the extroverted side of me was like no i'm fine i want to go see people i'm good i'll be fine and then we go to save on foods and as I'm walking in, I feel a wave of this like, oh, uh, and then I just step off to the side. And Alicia and I, to this day, uh, argue about what color the liquid that came out of my mouth was. <laughs> I say it was it was neon yellow. Yep. She says it was neon blue. Oh, God. Uh what have you been it, drinking? Well, electrolytes. Uh, what if it just looked, What if it just looked like that that liquid and you know the glow sticks? So <laughs> oh, pretty much. So yeah. that's I mean, what I'm pretty sure it was. Any, you cracked anytime, a glow stick in your stomach. Yeah. Anytime, yeah. So now, anytime you go into a dark room, it's just gonna glow on, <laughs> all over your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, Maybe I too many it, therm- drank too many thermometers this week. Too many yeah. glow sticks. Yeah. It was such a weird moment that, like, as soon as it came out, like, I actually laughed for a moment because I. It was just such an absurd moment in my life. I was like, "Huh, this has happened to me now." Yeah. <laughs> but you feel so much better after you do like tactical yeah. chunder, yeah. like the best type of throws. Because I mean, like I was on a plane uh, from I think it was when I was going to Anime Weekend Atlanta. Mm. And I was going from uh, Denver to Atlanta, and I just, I got on the plane and I was just I was nauseous. Like so the no. moment that light went on i went up and i just like put the finger down and i was like i threw up and i was like i'm great was yeah like, the rest of the weekend totally fine it's like yeah. you just gotta get it out yeah and, and you're good for the record i did end up trying to go and hang out with friends at the park and did in fact feel like crap for the entire time yeah <laughs> I, I remember, um, yeah, it's like when I finally did did puke, it happened, and I, I didn't feel like, you know, when you're like a little kid when you have the flu, uh, like, you know, it's like, uh, like you feel nice, but you still are kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. when yep. you get, when I have, when I have food poisoning and I finally do like puke, I'm like, whoo, oh, I feel so much better kind yeah. of thing. But only for like about a half hour. Yeah, and then it comes again. Yeah. And then it's, yeah, exactly. it's right back to just being wiped out. That yeah. was 100% my experience where I was just like, okay, I may be okay. No, never mind. Yeah, exactly. It's the oh, worst. 